Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. This week, we're going to be talking about a movie on Netflix called Mr. Right, starring Anna Kendrick. Yes, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was a ride. It was a ride. Girl, I'm going to be honest. I had no idea what I was getting us into either. I just saw Anna Kendrick and I was like, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry. (laughs) Mommy, sorry. You want her to be your bestie. You don't want her to be your mom. (laughs) I'll take what I can get. Well, Anna Kendrick would be the kind of mom that would like just leave you home alone with a bag of Doritos and like go to the movies. And she'd be like, you're fine. I want her as my best friend. Yes, I want her as my best friend. I loved it. Yeah. And you were right. It was a ride. Yep. It got a little dark, but in a way that I appreciated. I feel like one of the things I love the most about it was that you had this very serious subject matter presented in a very lighthearted tone. It was very goofy. I mean, we'll get right into it. This is one of the rare instances where we meet our hero first. And our hero, his name is Francis, and he's an assassin. But listen, he only kills people who hire him to kill other people. Yeah. So, like, can we really be mad at him? I mean, he even says when he shoots that old lady in the face, Mm -hmm. murder's wrong. He says murder's wrong. Yeah, and she had hired him to kill her husband. Yeah. Um, So if you hire him as a hitman to kill somebody, he will then kill you. Right. So he's not right, but he's also not wrong. Right. Murder is wrong. So, I mean, we can't really blame him here. He's doing the right thing. I mean, maybe maybe not. Maybe not. Not doing the right thing, but not doing the wrong thing either. He's in a he's in a lose lose situation because he's a hitman. He has to kill someone, you know. Mm-hmm. And if he's being hired to kill an innocent person, he would rather kill the person who hired him, who is immediately a guilty person, you know. Yeah, because they're yeah. hiring someone to kill someone else, so they're a murderer. If you hire someone to kill someone, you're a murderer. Just because you didn't do it with your own hands doesn't make you any less of a murderer. Yeah, he must have pissed off the wrong people because he's got the scariest SEAL Team Six looking motherfuckers coming after to him trying to kill him he proves to be really deadly because not only does he evade capture he kills every single one of them there's like what like six seven of them one of the things that kind of made me curious about him was that when these seal team six motherfuckers were getting out of the van the main guy stayed behind well there's a bunch of young guys and they're all like yeah we're gonna get this guy and they're just like fist bumping and then this older guy is like you know what i'm gonna hang back because i thought you guys were professionals and i just don't want to die tonight so i'm gonna hang back if you don't mind he says somebody needs to return the van when you guys are all dead yeah (laughs) and he hangs back and we actually see him after this whole incident is said and done we see him again because he gets this mission um that says here's your new identity and here's your target. I guess we're, we'll call this guy fake FBI guy because he eventually kind of infiltrates the FBI as a fake agent. But he's getting orders from somewhere to kill Mr. Wright. And we never really find out where. I was confused. Like, is he FBI? Is he CIA? Is he Interpol? Is he an actual government official? He's he's not. I can kind of stitch together why someone wants Mr. Wright dead because he obviously worked for someone at some point as an assassin. And then he switched and started killing the people who are like you're not supposed to kill your customer you know 
I mean? And if he's killing the customer, then he's fucking over his employer. And that's probably his employer that wants yeah. him dead. But we do never find out who his employer is. But we're going to assume that fake FBI guy works for Mr. Wright's ex-employer. So this brings us to our heroine, Martha. Martha is in her boyfriend's apartment and she's taking sexy pics. He doesn't know she's there. She's surprising him. So she is so excited to surprise her boyfriend and she's trying to get sexy. She's wearing something cute and she's taking pictures. Listen, it can go right or it can go wrong. When you're surprising your boyfriend yeah. in his place. And it goes very wrong for Martha. Very, very wrong. It goes so wrong for our poor Martha. She hears his car come into the driveway. So she kind of lays on the couch and she's wearing one of his shirts and she tries to yeah. kind of pose sexy. He stumbles in the house with another girl. Oh, yeah. He's busy, girl. He's not looking at you. No, he doesn't even notice her. They just fall into the dining room table. They swipe off all the dishes and break that shit. There's glass everywhere. Yeah. Rude. Rude, by the way. Uh-huh. Can can we just really quickly, we need to clear up the fact that Martha is not a 73-year-old woman. She's she's actually a young girl. I would say she's supposed to be maybe in her 20s or something. But yeah, her name Martha, is Martha. Tragically, her name is Martha. <laughs> and her middle name is Agatha. They bring it up later. Yeah, Martha yeah. Agatha. She's yeah. like, it's just too many us. So yeah, Martha and her boyfriend obviously break up. But I guess not obviously, huh? Because that's not always the end. Just because mm-hmm. a guy cheats doesn't mean the girl is going to break up with him. Sometimes, I mean, well, this was the end for Martha and boyfriend. Yes, it was. And listen, Martha, despite her hip, cool, easygoing name, is not taking the breakup very well. She's absolutely not. Her roommate and another friend, they come into the apartment to find Martha in the closet, drunk out of her fucking mind, screaming. Dude, these poor friends, they're working overtime to get Martha back to her senses. They're dragging her out of the closet. They're trying to talk sense into her. And you know what I kept thinking? Mm-hmm. When you're young, when you're in your 20s, you have so much energy and it's a beautiful thing. It's a good thing. I'm not I'm not knocking it. Uh-huh. You have a lot of energy for your drunk friends to get them out of situations. It's almost like they're your first children, you know? Yeah. You're, you're kind of smacking <laughs> yes. the phone out of their hand after a breakup. Like, no, no, stop. No. Don't text them. After Martha's ranting, she's like, one of you hussies is getting fisted tonight. What she means <laughs> is punched. She confuses the very common word punch. She replaces it with the very niche phrase fisted. It's like, come on, girl. That's not an easy phrase to mix up. You know what I mean? Like, we don't go around like, hey, that I'm going to fist that guy in the face. Like, we don't go around mixing Maybe it up like that. Should, you know what? I think yeah. that if we tell a dude, I'm going to punch you, they're like, okay, if you're like, I'm going to fish you, they're like, no, don't. Imagine a guy coming up to you with unwanted advances and you're like, hey, dude, walk away or I'm going to fist you. I'm going to be forced to fist you. He's going to be like, peace out, you crazy He's bitch. Gonna, you're going to see him walking off with his ass clenched so tight. Like, <laughs> Yes. I, I built the way start this. Instead of being like, I'm going to punch you in the face, just say, I'm going to fist you. It's more threatening for in a lot of ways. I think that I'm going to start this. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. I feel like because there's a, you know why it's so effective? They're like, no, I don't want that. Like, wait, well, but where would you do it hypothetically? Like in your place <laughs> or my place? I'm in the middle of this bar. You either yes. let me fish you here or no deal.
anyways, back to our normally scheduled program. Her friends take her dancing. She tries to text her ex. Okay, we've been there. I feel you, girl. We've all been this girl or been friends with this girl who was offered a gift from the universe to see exactly who this guy is so that she could run for the hills while her boobs are still perky. But no, she's fighting it. She's like, no, thank you. I see your gift. I don't want it. I want to waste another five to 10 years with this guy. But lucky for Martha, the next day after going out dancing, she is in a convenience store. Like she runs in to grab something. And our assassin is there, Mr. Wright, our our assassin. And he sees her. And I felt like he orchestrated a meet cute. And if you don't know what a meet cute is, a meet cute is a term for when two future love interests meet each other for the first time. And it's usually in a quirky, fun, or cute way. So there's a lot of cliches surrounding this. Sometimes it's like the girl stumbles into the guy, or there's like a mistaken identity situation. But in this case, the meet cute was they bumped it to each other right in the the condom aisle, sending boxes of condoms flying off the shelves and raining over them in slow motion. That was a meet cute. The condoms are flying everywhere. And this dude with a standard early 2000s, short on the side, high on the top, let me spike it, haircut (laughs) with a mustache, wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yes, he's wearing one of those button up. Like he looks like yes. a retiree from, yeah, like a, yes. like a Florida he, guy. like slow motion ninja catches mm-hmm. all of these falling boxes of condoms. Just like. Yeah. Can I just say genius product placement? Like this yes. is how product placement should be done. It shouldn't just be like, oh, they're walking down the aisle. Let's zoom in on the Trojan box of condoms. No, it was part of the scene. Like the box of condom had credit at the end credits. It was like an extra. It was like flying box of condoms. Trojan. You know, like it had flying a Flying box of condoms for her pleasure. Flying box of condoms <laughs> flavored. Number one. Number two. Flying box of condom extra small. Number three. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, Mr. Wright, for all of his quirks, he exudes a whole lot of big dick energy. He does. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree, but I just feel like the combination of the mustache and the Hawaiian button-up shirt, it's just a red flag banner on the side of a skyscraper. I just, you know, uh Okay, so I think aside from being a murderer... I literally forgot he is an assassin. <laughs> he right? is a literal assassin. This movie, for the for a good 30 minutes, it felt like two completely different movies playing simultaneously. Yes. It felt so unrelated to each other, but it came together. It came together. Despite being a murderer, I feel like our hero's first big red flag is the fact that she keeps trying to like decline the date and he's like no the whole condom box is flying in the air raining over them and he catches them they make this prolonged eye contact and then he just says do you want to get out of here do you want to get out of here like they were just chatting in a bar all night and it's and it's the natural next step no they hadn't spoken to each other yet they hadn't said a single word to each other and he's like do you want to get out of here 
Listen, sir, this is the family planning aisle. Like, <laughs> sir, are you kidnapping me? Like, this First is- of all, this is the family planning aisle of a fucking 7-Eleven. <laughs> this is not like, <laughs> this is a convenience store. This is like a gas station. God, she's so confused, as are we. And she's like, uh, like, what? And he's like, do you want to go on a date? And she's like, go on a date with you? And he's like, what, do you have something else planned? And it's, she says, well, I'm running away from the crazy guy asking me out on a date. And he's like, oh, that's so crazy. I'm on the run, too, which we know it's true, but she doesn't know it's true. This comes up later, but he never lies to her. He mm-hmm. tells her straight up. She's so confused why this random guy is asking her out. And she says, explain to me in two words why I should go out with you. And he's like, two words? Here's your two words. Or else. Yes. And then he starts winking excessively. And there was just something about that that stole my heart, like right there in the moment. But before this, she calls him a creepy cartoon serial killer. Yeah. I don't know if it's the mustache or the the Hawaiian shirt, but I just feel like he's got crazy eyes. It's hard for me to see him as attractive because he's so goofy. I mean, he's also a murderer. But I mean, let's set that aside. He has zero fucks to give. He is giving zero fucks. He just exudes this air of confidence that is hard to ignore. Martha and you and I are not the same person, okay? Shockingly. Shockingly. (laughs) I think that if some dude were to come up to us in a 7-Eleven and be like, hey, let's get out of here. And you're like, you look like a creepy cartoon serial killer. And he's just like, or else. Wink, wink, wink. I think that both of us would be like, excuse me, sir, I will not be a Dateline episode. Thank you. Right. But Martha does not have that outlook. She's fresh from a breakup and she's like, you know what, fuck it. She takes him up on that date and they go out to the park and they're walking in the park and Mm -hmm. she's like oh what do you do and he says I sell cars sometimes but you know I also kill people and she's laughing like oh my god you're so goofy (laughs) she's like oh you split the time huh between selling cars and killing people (laughs) and I was like hold the phone are you telling me we could reveal all of our secrets on the first date under the cloak of sarcasm like a fucking Trojan horse Like, we could just stuff the Trojan horse with all of our trauma and daddy issues and just (laughs) present it on a first date. And he's like, oh, my God, she's so cute how she's pretending to be psycho. And it's like, no, bitch, I am psycho. Of course, you know, he's been extremely honest. And we know from the beginning that he's on the run from like a gang of assassins that are trying to murder him. They're in the park and Mr. Wright sees this sees this sniper. I don't know how he sees them. You know, I don't think he sees the assassin. It's very bizarre because he's just he's walking with Martha in the park and suddenly it's like everything goes in slow motion. He pretends to be picking up something on the ground right as a sniper bullet flies overhead. Yes. And then he starts dancing. Yeah. With her. With with Martha. Martha. He starts dancing with Martha. And I think another bullet or two comes towards them. And he's just like dancing. Like it's like, I don't know what kind of dance they're doing, but it looks super fun and fancy. Yeah, except for the fact that she almost died and she had no idea. But she's just like, oh, he's being so quirky and fun in the middle of the park. Ignorance is bliss. It is. I think that 
specific scene is such a metaphor. It's like a woman being swept off her feet as literal bullets are missing her by inches. And she's just like, yes, how am I this lucky to have met this guy? And it's like, (laughs) bitch, you're about to die. (laughs) Listen, she doesn't she doesn't know. And we can't blame her for not knowing. Okay, I mean, we can, but it wouldn't be fair. (laughs) So we won't. After they go to like a club and they're dancing. They go dancing together. They spend the night dancing. They end up at Martha's apartment. Yeah. They're making out on the couch. She kind of makes it clear that she doesn't want to have sex with him that night. Um, But she does state, you know, I would still like you to stay. Yeah. She's so sweet and understanding for a guy that she just randomly met at a convenience store. And he does stay. He stays the night. They cuddle all night. They cuddle all night. She wakes up. He's gone. But he did leave a note that just says, can't wait to see you later. Martha tells her her friend, her roommate, about this guy. And her roommate is like, what's his name? And Martha's like, oh, I I didn't get his name. I guess I'll just call him Mr. Right. It just sounds right. And her roommate is like, he did. You spent 10 hours with him and his name never came up. Like, is this not a red flag? And Martha, this is where we first we see the first kind of little streak of darkness in Martha, because the idea that something could be wrong with Mr. Right kind of gets her excited. It does. She is down for it. Oh, my gosh. Martha and Mr. Right go on on a proper date. Mm-hmm. They go to this really nice kind of restaurant bar place. Yeah. And they're talking and she tells him her middle name. And she's like, yeah, it's Martha Agatha. What do you think of when you think of a Martha Agatha? I think of Martha and I think of an older woman. I think of Agatha and I think of a witch. Oh. Um, I do, however, I love the name Agatha. Yeah, it is a good name. I think Martha is a good name, too. It's just an older name. But listen, my name is Rosemary and I have always, you know, it's an older name. It's not, you know, it's not hip. It's not trending. It's not the kind of name that people are naming their kids. You know, like, I hope no one else is taking this name, Rosemary, because I'm going to name my daughter Rosemary. (laughs) But I've lately in the past, like maybe a year or two, I've had people go like, oh, wow, that's a pretty name. And I have to say, hey, it's not a pretty name. You just haven't heard it in several decades because the last batch of Rosemary's died in 2005 at the age of 93. Like there are no like young Rosemary's anymore. (laughs) Well, Martha jokes that she's really excited to be an old lady one day because she wants to be the crazy old lady. Like first of all, goals. Girl, I relate to this. In such a deep way, because I have thought about this a lot. I've thought about how I want retribution for everything the patriarchy has put me through. (laughs) I just want to be the old lady that just makes men uncomfortable and just steals shit. (laughs) I don't know. It just shoplifts and makes men uncomfortable. Honestly, my goal for old ladyhood (laughs) is if neighborhood children do not fear me, I have failed. I want neighborhood children to have rumors about me and my house. Yeah. About me being a witch. And if children aren't afraid to come to my door on Halloween, I don't want it. Yeah. (laughs) We are at, they're at this fancy little restaurant or bar for their date. They're talking, they're having a good time. And he's like, hey, I need to step out to murder this guy in the parking lot real quick. I'll be right back. She's like, you're so silly. 
Yeah, she legit thinks he's fucking kidding. We would all think that. I mean, I would think it's a red flag for a guy to bring up murder as a joke that many times because he talks about murder all the time and she always thinks he's being sarcastic or funny. But there comes a point where you bring up murder more than I think more than one time is probably a lot, especially if we've only known each other for a couple of days. Definitely. I think that <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, you're like, how many um, times would, would it take for a guy to say he murdered someone before I start getting suspicious? Two to five. It really depends. <laughs> On how hot he is. Yeah, like how hot is he? So Mr. Wright, the assassin, he sees that there's a guy at the bar that wants to kill him. And so he excuses himself. Um, and then he goes out to murder this guy in the parking lot with his ninja skills. I don't think anyone with a mustache should be that coordinated. It just feels illegal. I mean, it should throw off your center of gravity a, a little bit. It is really amazing that this goofy guy who wore a Hawaiian shirt 24 hours prior has moves like this. It's straight up Matrix in here. He's doing a dance out there in the parking lot. Because first of all, he doesn't want to kill the guy. He kind of tells the guy like, hey, I'm on a date. I understand that you were hired to take me out, but could you not yes. do this right now? And the guy's like, you're stupid. You're a pussy. Like, he just starts throwing words at him. Mr. Wright is also so casual. Like, hey, man, I get it. I'm on a date. Can I kill you later? He's so confident. Well, this is the first time when I realized that he actually really does like Martha because I really yes. thought he was just using her as a distraction. Like I thought he was using her as a shield because he knew people were after him and that maybe they wouldn't kill him if he was around her. But no, he really, there was like an insta love moment there. He fell in love with her at the convenience store with condoms yeah. raining over them. What a story to tell their grandchildren. I know. He kills this dude after like a fight. And yeah. he goes back inside and she's like, hey, just a question. What's your name? And he's like, oh, actually, I really hate my name. I prefer not to tell you. She gets so weird. And he actually yes. says, he says, my name makes me angry. So I would rather not say. It. And uh, she's very understanding, unlike what I would be like, because I would say, listen, dude, I'm getting very suspicious. At this point, another player enters the game. From what I can tell, these other players are like the mafia of some sort. Yeah. And one of their men were just found dead. His name was Paco. Um, and Paco was found dead. What the mob boss doesn't know is that two of his own guys murdered Paco. And so the mob boss and his underlings are in a meeting to discuss kind of the death of Paco. The younger brother of this generational mob, he's like, hey, I heard of this guy. He wears a clown nose. He's like, let's hire him to kill whoever killed Paco. This kind of goes to show that our assassin has a reputation and he's actively, it's like word of mouth business, you know? There are people <laughs> like looking for him like, hey, I heard of this guy. Like I know there are other assassins, like regular assassins, but this guy's really quirky. And I heard that he wears a clown a clown nose when he shoots people. That like really fits our brand as, a, as an Italian mafia. And we need that. <laughs> yes. I'm not stating that you should be a serial killer, but I am saying that if you're going to kill a bunch of people, like, 
Like, make yourself a little quirky. Okay. okay. Make yourself not just serial killer. I think, yeah, I think uh, you should have just not proceeded after. <laughs> I'm not saying you should be a serial killer. That should have been period. So Martha and Mr. Wright are back at Martha's house. She's kind of talking to him kind of about like his life and stuff like that. She said, how did you do that thing with the condoms when we met? And he's like, what? She's like, you know, that thing where like you caught them all. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let me show you. This motherfucker unrolls like a pack of knives that he was like hiding in his booty hole. What the hell? Like, I don't know if he just rolled out a set of knives or if he grabbed a bunch of her knives. But either way, I saw that and I was like, immediately no. Immediately no. I'm telling (laughs) you right now. Red flag. I've seen what I needed to see and uh, no. So he explains to her, and I actually really appreciated this because I've never seen this done before, where a character has this ability to kind of dodge bullets and it's never explained. But in this movie, they actually explain it. So he says, when something is moving, it sends kind of ripples in the air and I can feel those ripples. I've been, ever since I was little, I could kind of figure out where things are coming from, how fast they're moving. And it kind of helps me to be able to to catch things and have quick reflexes. And then he tells her, I think you have a knack for it. Because when we were dancing, something about when they danced together that night, he said he could feel that she could feel the currents. And then he kind of explains it like, no, no, I know you have it in you. Like it's... This is a thread within the tapestry of your life. He sounds so freaking high. Well, he throws a knife at her and she catches it. She catches it in the palm of her hands on the side of the blade. She catches it. Doesn't cut herself. I don't even hold knives on the side of the blades. I'm so terrified. And she catches one that's being flung at her. It's wild. I mean, she's exhilarated and shocked and she's just like, oh my gosh, how did you know I would catch a knife? And he said, well, I didn't know. I just hoped that you would. And I'm like, wait a minute. You just flung a knife at her hoping that she would catch it? He was ready to bury a body that night. Like he really, I mean, he was okay with the fact that she might not catch that knife. I guess that's just kind of sort of like a frame of mind you have when you're an assassin, when you're a hitman for a living. You either catch it or you die. It's true. Yeah, like it's fine. I guess having a knife yeeted at her face yeah, um, really turned Martha on. And she's like, I want you. And he's like, okay. She's like, I want you. I mean, now. I almost said it was like an antihistamine for her. And then I realized the term is aphrodisiac. <laughs> oh, God. The next day, he's like, hey, I have to go take care of some business. You want to come? Yeah. Just like, you know, when you're dating and you're just like, hey, I got to go to yeah. the post office. You want to come with me? They're in the car. She asks him about the scar on his back. And he goes into this long explanation about how he was in Serbia doing a job and his partner turned on him and he ended up blowing up a building. And yeah. And her face, her expression starts to shift because there's this dawning realization that he's not being sarcastic. Like he really believes what he's saying. Mm hmm. Right before he gets out of the car, he mentions, you know, that during this whole bombing of a building, he says that something fell on his head and the doctor said it caused brain damage. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, that checks out, my dude. That checks out. (laughs) I can see it. 
I can see it in the mustache. I can see it in the crazy eyes. I can see the it Hawaiian in the Hawaiian shirt. Yes, it all checks out. All he's missing is the writer from Paw Patrol haircut. He's yes, 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 yes. They pulled up at this bridge, and he's like, "Hey, that's the guy I'm meeting. I'll be right back." Brb. Uh, yeah, brb, babes. So she sees Mr. Wright shooting yeah. this guy on a bridge who is, he was a hired messenger from the mafia. Because the mafia, you know, remember they're trying to hire him to kill someone else, but he kills the people that hire him. So he- <laughs> Yeah. And so understandably, when, when Mr. Wright gets back to the car, Martha is like, oh my God. She's shell-shocked. Yeah. After he kind of tries to explain, he's like, well, like, babe, like I told you I had to go. He's so shocked because he's been telling her this whole time that he kills people. Yeah. And she's just like, okay. She doesn't believe him the whole time until she sees him doing it. And he's so shocked. Like, we've been talking about this. She's just, take me home. And he drops her off at her apartment. She storms off. And he's like, sweetheart, sweetheart, wait. Wait, are we fighting? Can we talk about this? Yeah. And at this point, it cuts to the mafia. Mafia dudes are pissed. Mafia dudes are pissed because Mr. Wright just killed their messenger, you know? They don't know where to find Mr. Wright. However, they did have somebody follow Martha home when he dropped her off. So they know where to find Martha. And it goes to Martha being at home, being super confused about what happened between her and Mr. Wright. Martha is going through this horrible realization that the guy that she thought was Mr. Wright is a killer and he has been telling her as much this whole time and she just thought he was being sarcastic it's all too real not just because she witnessed him doing it but because she gets a knock on the door from the fbi and one of these guys is an actual fbi agent the other one is a fake fbi agent who's the guy that's out to kill mr right yeah he is the dude from the beginning who was with the team of assassins who stayed behind in the van So these FBI agents, they tell Martha about Mr. Wright and they're just like, listen, he's a very dangerous assassin and she's supposed to tell them if he makes contact with her. Yeah, she asks the FBI agent who's there, who is fake FBI agent, she asks him, you know, like, is he a danger? Well, she says, is he, is he dangerous to me? Like, am I in danger? Well, yeah, she says, am I in danger? And they're like, well, you know, no, I don't think he's a danger to you specifically. You're an asset to him. Yeah. Like Bitcoin, you can't really use it for anything, but it's worth a lot. Yeah, he's like, you're an asset to him, which means you're an asset to me. So like sleep well, knowing that you're going to be well taken care of. (laughs) Right. And of course, Martha takes this as confirmation that, you know what? Maybe he's not so toxic because I'm not in danger. And at this point, the FBI agent also spills Mr. Wright's name and his name is Francis. We finally get his name, Francis. And you know what? I kind of understand why he doesn't like it. It's not. Mm -hmm. It. It rolls off the tongue, but not in a way that you want it to. Francis goes to see Martha and fake FBI agent is at the bottom of the stairs, I guess, guarding her. Francis gets past him after he distracts him and then tases him. Yeah. He drags him up the stairs to Martha and roommate's apartment. He's trying to convince Martha, like, hey, baby, we can work through this. I know I'm an assassin, but listen... All relationships have quirks, you know what I mean? Like, they're all a little toxic. 
And I'm just yeah. like, you know what, girl? He's not wrong. He's kind <laughs> of like, I told you from the beginning that I was a hitman and that I kill people. He wasn't lying. But girl, there's no, there's not enough time for them to talk because the mafia is descending upon them. Yes, the mafia descends upon them. In the apartment building. Yeah, like in the complex, like where she lives. It's another epic fight between one dude versus four dudes who are just there to fight him. Well, I love that Francis, our assassin hero, he he's like, hey, I don't want to kill people in front of you because you got really upset last time. And she's like, no, 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 no it's OK. It's OK. You can do it. I'm fine now. It's cool. Everything's cool. You can do it. And yeah, he gets her out of the apartment and kills a bunch of guys in the process. And then you have this one dude who's just kind of like, man, they gave me this fucked up shotgun. (laughs) How the fuck am I supposed to kill you with this? Yeah, one of the mafia guys was given this defective shotgun. And Mr. Wright, being a professional assassin, feels really bad for this guy. Like, hey, that's fucked up, man. They gave you a messed up shotgun to kill me? Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. You know, that's not right that they did that to you. And he almost... he kind of becomes friends with this guy, <laughs> like understanding. Yeah. Like, it's like when you meet someone who has the same job you have and you're like, what? They gave you what to do this job? They didn't give you the right <laughs> tools? That's messed up, man. I've been there. Yeah. I feel you. They're co-workers. Yeah. Martha gets taken. Um, She gets, you know, kidnapped by the mafia and held hostage yeah. and taken to like their headquarters. Martha is kidnapped by the mafia because ultimately they want Francis, our assassin main character guy, to come and rescue her. They're using her as bait. Mm-hmm. But she's tied up to a chair and she starts mouthing off in the way that only a woman who is absolutely confident that she is the main character would do. Like, she is being so sassy. I'm like, girl, you better shut up. You better, you better, girl, stop. Dude, she is being so fucking sassy. You know, they're like, they're beating her. They have her tied to a chair. They're asking where Francis is. And she's like, dude, I don't know. And then they keep hitting her. And they're like, does that make you want to talk? And she's like, it makes me motivated. She gets the kind of Harley Quinn crazed look in her eyes where she's like, my boyfriend's going to kill you. My boyfriend's a murderer. He's going to kill all of you. This is where it kind of got it kind of it felt like it was merging with a darker story. Yeah. So the way it kind of plays out is that little bro mob boss kills big bro mob boss. And then there's this one douchey, sexist dude that has rapey vibes. Martha gets cornered by this creepy guy in a tank top. She does. Well, she activates her freaking superpower that that Francis taught her how to do. She zips up zigzags away from that knife piece, (laughs) shoving towards her face. Girl, do you know what I noticed? Huh? At one point, I'm I'm looking at the screen and there were all these dudes in leather jackets running out because they're all, you know, they're mafia. They're from New Jersey. They're like the New Jersey mafia or something. Uh-huh. And it made me think of when I first moved to Norfolk from Brooklyn. And that's oh exactly what I look like. I had a black leather jacket and I had my hair slicked back and everyone was like, you talk like you're from the Sopranos. And obviously I don't talk like that anymore, but that was, that was a look, man. That was a look. <laughs> the leather jacket and, and the jailed hair. <laughs> I was cool. I was cool once, kids. I, I want this on the record. 
That was a cool That's one. right. You were so cool. That's so cool. Oh my God. But Martha just straight rocks this dude in his fucking face. And she kills him. Yeah, she gets really upset because the guy is obviously a psychopath and he describes how he enjoyed killing animals when he was little, specifically yeah. a turtle. She gets so fired up about him describing murdering a turtle that she kills him in rage using her kind of that ability that she had to catch knives and feel the surrounding air or whatever. The rest of us are trying to save turtles by recycling straws and she's straight up committing homicide. So I don't know who's more committed. Who's more committed? Not us. So Francis and Martha, they get through this epic mafia scene and then the fake fbi agent guy pulls up last minute yes and they kill him too well the one decent mobster for hire his name is steven his name is steven like his parents didn't even try his name you know he's like right what do you want to call him i don't know fucking steven like get out of my face (laughs) like steve is fine (laughs) he's the one who killed fake fbi agent and then francis tells him like hey you killed that dude yeah he has a five million dollar bounty on his head and steven's like i'm rich motherfucker but you know what i wondered how do you collect a bounty like that like is he gonna first of all he doesn't even know who set the bounty on the guy so what what is this steven guy gonna do is he's just gonna drag this body around trying to figure out who wanted him dead i don't know so weird There are logistics to being an assassin that we don't quite understand, maybe because we're not assassins. Perhaps we're not in the know. We're not in the know. In this whole scenario, our girl Martha, she ends up killing two of the mom dudes herself. Yeah. And she's just so giddy about it. You know, it's weird because on one end, it kind of seems like she lost her mind at the end. But in a poetic way, it feels like she found herself. Yeah, she's not a meek little mouse anymore. She's a wolf. Uh, She is a chihuahua. She's a chihuahua. Yes, 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 yes. She's not a wolf. She's a chihuahua. Um, Which are equally terrifying. Well, chihuahuas are terrifying because they're so underestimated, but they can bite Mm -hmm. your face off. And you don't take them seriously. And that's exactly what happened. They did not take them seriously the whole time. And then she freaking murdered them. So it kind of like cuts and goes to like an epilogue sort of thing. Oh, they're traveling. They're somewhere like in Vietnam. It's like two months later. They're traveling. And again, there's more people out to kill Mr. Wright. There's a sniper aiming his rifle at Francis because he's still a wanted. Like whoever yeah. he, his previous employer was still wants him dead. But when, yes. when the sniper pants at Francis, he's holding up a sign that says, where's the girl? The sniper pans over to where Martha was sitting and she's gone. Because now Martha is standing right in front of the sniper. She goes up and she says, what are you looking at? And then she shoots him in the head. Yeah, because our girl is now an assassin as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Listen, I feel like Martha slash Anna Kendrick is also awkward enough to where she could walk around telling everyone that she's an assassin. And they would be like, oh, my God. Okay. so anyway, do you want plastic or paper? You know, like no one would believe her. Do you want chocolate milk or white milk with your Happy Meal? Yeah. Which one would you like? Anyways, that is where this movie leaves us. Yeah, well, that's that's where we are left. You know what? It's as happy of an ending as we could expect, given the circumstances. You know? Absolutely. I mean, they're killing bad guys. If we rooted for Dexter for like how many seasons? 
You never watched Dexter, did you? I watched half the first season. Yeah, well, there were a lot of seasons. And he got, if he wasn't morally gray in the beginning, which obviously he was, but he got very, very questionable towards the end. If we rooted for Dexter, we can't be mad at Francis. Like, Francis is not that much worse than Dexter. I really like this movie as a whole. I think it was a really cute movie. All right, guys, looks like the teapot is empty for today. More tea is brewing and on the way. We'll be back next week with Paper Princess by Aaron Watt. Oh, shit. We're reading a book next week. Cool, 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 cool. We're reading a book next week. Yeah. Oh, awesome. All right. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. We'll see you next week. Bye.